And so when we see these situations where a lot of people say, oh, he's a narcissist and he made me feel bad, a narcissist cannot make you feel bad. You felt bad in order to attract the narcissist. We have to take responsibility for where we are and who we're with. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's your energy that you're vibrating at and that's who you're attracting. If you're in a place where you're attracting people that dishonor you and don't treat you well, that's a big sign that there's more healing to do. Look within to give yourself the love and joy that that you deserve and then when you get to that place you'll be vibrating at a different level you'll be attracting a different person welcome to soul sisters get real the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here we're your hosts karen from the states and eleni from australia we've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years and we're ready to share our truths stories and life lessons with you and to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Welcome, and we're here to talk to you today as we talk authentically between the two of us about attracting our perfect soulmate, our perfect lover, and what that looks like, how to do it, and how it gets to be easy when we do. I just love this topic so much, Karen. I can talk about this forever because we're both in really happy relationships at the moment, but we've also had our share of dramas from past relationships. <laughs> but we're now a bit older and a bit wiser, and we're going to share how we've done it, how we've how we've attracted our you know, our, our person, our partner, and, um, and how easy that is. Right, right. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit, we've talked about this before, about how when we love ourselves, when we are happy with ourselves and our lives, we like to be alone and yet we like to be with others, it's almost like we're the cake and that partner is the ice cream on top. And we are complete without it. We're this delicious cake, but the ice cream makes it even better. Even more fun, even more enjoyable. Exactly right. I, you know, when I connected in with Christian, who's my current partner, I was in a really good place in terms of where I was at. I was happy with my life and I wasn't looking for a partner. <laughs> I, I had so much going on in my life that that's the last thing that I wanted was a partner. <laughs> I, <laughs> we were exactly at that point. When, when another person connects to another person, they don't feel like they're, uh, that that person wants them out of some sort of desperation to complete their own life. And so it's attractive when you connect with someone who's already happy in their own life because then what happens is is that we, we don't let off that kind of desperate neediness kind of energy because we don't need anybody. We're fine the way we are. We're happy to be single. But it just so happened that we're in this happy space and then we, we connected in with someone else who saw and felt that we were already in a happy space. Right. And those places of we don't need them to fill anything any part of us. There's no gap in us that needs to be filled. And that's when, like you said, it's that space of not wanting 
And then, of course, that's what shows up, right? Exactly. And also from the other end. So when I met Christian, he was also really happy. In fact, he had this vision that um, when he would pass from this earth, on his tombstone, it would say, and here lies Christian. He remains single for the, ro- for the whole of his life. <laughs> and he stopped, stops in. I love it. Yeah, he wasn't looking for a partner. I wasn't looking for a partner. He was really happy in his life. I was really happy in my life. But then when we connected, it was just this, this magic that brought us together. And so that's the, that's the first thing is that if you're feeling like, um you need someone so that you can be happier that's where the drama starts that's where the neediness comes out that's where that desperation energy is is a bit of a turn off yeah so i would say it's about learning how to love yourself or seeking the answers and how to love yourself and that's step number 1 and i tell many of my clients is when you love yourself others then can you're lovable so it's about loving yourself so you're lovable actually that's probably a a better word than the word that I use which was attractive lovable when you love yourself you are lovable right so that's so important and so when we're lovable it means that we're exuding love for ourselves and for others and in order to truly love the other person unconditionally and that they feel that you're loving them unconditionally, there can't be a condition to it, which means the condition is you you need to show up for me in a certain way so that I can feel good about myself. So that way, when we're actually loving the other person, we're actually loving their energy, not what they can do for us. That's really important. It's not what can you do for me, but I love you for who you are. And that goes on to friendships as well. Like I love hanging around with you, my soul sister, because I just love hanging around with you. It's not for what you do for me to make me feel better. It's not because you say you're an amazing person and therefore I feel better about myself. It's because we have these really good, heartfelt, authentic connections. And so it's about enjoying who you really are at your core. And then you feel that from me, right? You feel that I really like you, who you are. It's not what you do for me, but I really love you. And, and then we just have this going backwards and forwards. Yes, and it is the give and take and the back and forth. And we've had this conversation before also where there's that 50-50. You talk, I talk, the questions come and go. It's not that I need you to listen to me the whole time or I want to coach you the whole time and vice versa. And that is similar to relationship, right? Like there's a give and the take and the back and the forth, which is beautiful. And that leads me to, I I have to tell you this story is so crazy. After Josh died, my son, um, I was also going through a divorce at the same time. And I was in a space of, I don't think I ever want to have a partner or, or relationship ever again. Like I want to be with me. I want to focus on my boys. I, I just get to be with me. And I was speaking to one of our colleagues and she's a shaman. And she was pulling a few cards for me, some oracle cards. We were on the phone and there was a woodpecker outside, which whenever we communicated, this woodpecker would come and knock at the window. And as we were talking, she said, I want to know if there's any woodpeckers by you, because I know that when this woodpecker comes, this is Josh that is coming. And 
And so she started to pull a few cards for me. And she said, do you have any questions? And it happened to be Josh's birthday. And I said, you know, I guess I'm just curious. I'm still going through this divorce and I feel like I get to be loyal to my husband at the time until the divorce is completely final because that's just me. Like that's the person I am. So I'm not even looking for anyone. But I'm just curious if I'll ever be in love again or maybe my husband and I would get back together at some point if things changed in our lives because I truly still loved him. It just was a very unhealthy marriage. And she pulled the card that said, wait and take your time and complete. And she said, this is so interesting because what I'm getting is in the near future, there is a love for you and it's a real love and it's a soul love. And you get to be picky, but it's real and it's there for you when you're ready and you make yourself available. And I thought to myself, well, that's crazy because I am not ready and I don't want to be available. And as we were talking, she said the woodpecker showed up again and the woodpecker represented Josh. And then she said, um, it's a very clear sign that's him. And what he's telling me is that it is okay to be in love again someday because it had been a hard road for me. I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And then she said the universe and my soul was waiting to align me with a man and his soul, but couldn't until the time was right and we would have to wait. And at the time, it was six months after Josh died and six months after the separation started and the divorce took an entire year. And at the time I was like, no way. I don't know who a soul on the other side would be waiting for me. I am not there. And lo and behold, that soul was waiting for me on the other side. And six months after that, after the divorce was final, things just fell into place. And now my partner is Chad. And it's so crazy how there was that synchronicity when I was like, nope, no way, not ready. Not, I was in the space of just, I want to be with me. So. Yeah. I love that. And I love, I love how you said, no, I do not want to be available. <laughs> I do not want to be available. Uh, that is so funny. But the thing is with um, relationships, you know, we talked about making it easier. And I really believe that, you know, this is probably the easiest relationship I've ever had. And that is not saying anything negative about my previous partners. I feel like I've just grown up a whole heap. And my expectations are very, very different. So I would say that in previous relationships, there were things that I demanded um, or expected that the, the person show up in a certain way and do certain things. But now where I'm at is I really honour what he wants and I don't expect anything. And like you said, it's like the, the cherry on top of a beautiful cake. It's like I don't, I don't own him. He doesn't own me. And as an example, I went to Melbourne for four weeks and I just came back the other day. So that's a whole nother city <laughs> that I was at for four weeks. You know, he wasn't thrilled that I was away for four weeks, but there's no judgment. There's no guilt tripping. There's no anything. It's he's his own person. I am my own person. We make our own choices. And in that, we both feel the freedom to, to make our own choices but we always choose each other. And when you honor each other and what what they want and what's best for them, then it is easy because it's about knowing this is what you really want to do. And if it's not harming us or the relationship, 
then that's where that's where the easiness comes in. Yeah, the easiness is in letting go of attachment, that that unhealthy codependency attachment where this person needs to be this way. So, you know, he has to make himself available to me on this day because I'm free on this day and therefore he has to. It's that kind of, well, whatever suits him and then I'm fine to be alone if I need to be alone. I don't I don't need him to be happy. But at the same time, there's nothing I love more than being with him and, and being in his company. And for us, um, we have no TV in our house. And um, we said that from the very beginning. We have certain rules that we have, which I, I think it's important to be present. And so in this day of iPhones, uh, one rule that I started this rule and he's been absolutely fantastic with it is where if we're talking to each other, the phone goes down. So it, we cannot have a conversation where he's doing this and I'm talking to him. Um, the phone goes down, uh, it gets turned upside down and we don't have the phone distracting our conversation so that we're, when we're together, we're together. What, what kind of rules do you have? Do you have any kind of guidelines? Interesting. We never came up with a rule around it and we must be aligned in it because when we are together which we both have our separate busy lives. And like you, when we get to be together, it's great. And we really enjoy each other's company. And so I guess we just started when we started the relationship to not have that phone when we were having a conversation or we were together. And even if we're just sitting together on the couch and one of us feels like we have to send a text, we'll say, excuse me, is it okay if I send a text to you or I answer this? And that's our way of respecting each other and the time that when we're connected, it's 100% of being with each other. I love that. I love that. I mean, there's so many times you go to a restaurant and you look around and people are together on their phone. So they're not actually together. They're actually together in some other realm. They're not together. Yeah, yeah. So connecting in, really giving that person the time but the other thing that we do, Karen, is that Christian's fantastic at this. He always tries to make the relationship even better, even better, even better. And he reads up a lot. So he loves listening to podcasts about relationships and so on. So we're always trying to go next level, next level in terms of the love that we give each other, the respect that we have for one another and not taking each other for granted because I feel that happened in my previous relationships on both sides where we just expect the person to be hanging around forever no matter what, well, we don't have that expectation. We always said that if the time ever came that our preference would be to separate, that we would do that with respect and we would let the other person know first before anybody else and we would have that conversation honestly. And so because there is no expectation that this is forever, because that is certainly something that's changed within me, is expecting that just because I'm thinking something today and I that it's going to be I'm going to think like this forever like I don't know we don't know we both say we don't know if we're going to be together forever we love our time together now we cannot be happier I can't imagine having a life without Christian but we're not going to categorically say this is my forever person it kind of icky to me when people say that because it's like you don't know mm-hmm Yes, and then when you when you do 
get to a place where it's time to make that choice. You feel like you made a promise you can't keep and, and all of that. So I, I hear that. And what I also hear you saying is there's always choice. And they get to have a choice whether they want to be with us and we get to be easy to be with because and lovable. And we have a choice whether we want to be with them and they get to be lovable. And I also completely agree when I think about past relationships with me. I was, I, I say this all the time. I've told my boys this with my ex-husband. It was a 28-year marriage and I am responsible also. I, I am responsible for what happened in our marriage in those 28 years. It wasn't one of us. And I learned from it. I'll tell you, I am a very different partner now than I was because that's what I learned is that, it, you know, I don't have to demand and it doesn't have to be my way. And um, still learning, right? Still learning about letting things go, especially triggers. Uh, from past ones, but I want to talk a little bit about attracting that soulmate. Did you, had you ever written a list of what your 10 out of a 10 relationship or soulmate would look like? It's really interesting you say that because that's, that's what exactly what I wanted to talk about, which is for me, um, I believe, so I've had three major relationships. My first two were, so the, my first relationship was a 10 year marriage. The second relationship was a 22-year marriage. So strong relationships. And this current one, I've been with Christian for six years, I think it is. And um, in all, I loved all my relationships and I feel that they were all perfect. I don't see them as failures. I see them as perfect, that I was with those men for a long period of time. I love those men. I still have a deep love for those men. And I'm very grateful for the relationships that I had with them. But I've got to say that I think one of the reasons as to why I, I attracted such high quality, high caliber partners that I love dearly, even now, even after we're separated with my, with my second ex-husband, we're still great friends. Like we catch up all the time. And so the reason being is that I, I believe that at the point where I met my past partners and Christian, that I was open-minded with all of them. So in other words, what I mean by open-minded was they didn't have to look a certain way, have a certain height, um, have a certain job, have certain qualifications. Um, so it was like this, I was open-minded about the kind of um, person that I would end up with. But at the same token, there's no way that anybody could come into my sphere that um, wasn't respectful of me, so wasn't worthy of me. Yeah. Interesting. So when I was going through my emotional intelligence transformational course, it was just about the time when we got separated and right before Josh passed away. And I remember thinking, in order to have hope again, because as you know, that situation is really hard when you're going through a divorce and you're scared and you're sad and you're angry and all of the emotions. I remember one of my uh, good friends had said to me, write a list of your 10 out of 10 of what you want in a partner someday. And what I learned is, you know, a lot of it is like what we're not getting that we want. And if you're interested, I would love to read you my list. Are you interested? Okay. So I had 17 qualities and 
my uh, partner right now, Chad, met every single one of them when I started to consider that we might want to start dating a little bit. And it blew my mind. So here it is. Kind, trustworthy, loving, handsome, makes a good living or an entrepreneur, loves to travel, generous, authentic, vulnerable, open, and connected, believes in himself, accepts my family, is re respectful and is proud to be with me. I'm proud to be with him is fun, happy, and joyful, is a good listener and understanding, is healthy and fit, likes to cook with their partner, and enjoys time with friends and alone. And what I realized is, right, those are the qualities that I get to be too. But those were the qualities that were super important to me. And I wrote those down. And lo and behold, eight months later, that's when he stopped into my life. So what would have happened, Karen, if he had all of those except he couldn't cook? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was a must-have. It was just what my perfect 10 out of 10 was, right? And <laughs> yes. And then you have to laugh because he was uh, single for, uh, like, he had his two boys, but he was single for a good eight years, I think. So he actually does know how to cook, and we do cook together. And it was to me, it wasn't like it had to be this, but this is my perfect, like, 10 out of 10. And it's amazing how when we put it out there, right? Like when we declare things in the universe, that's what we get. So that's my suggestion for anyone that's listening. Write down what a 10 out of 10 looks like for you. I love it. And you know what I love about that is that your way and my way is actually different and maybe even polar opposite, but we both, we both, there is no one way. So you had the list and, I, and what I said was I'm open so I'm really, really open in the kind of person that will enter my world. And you, you had the list that worked for you and that worked for me. So it just goes to show you that really there is more than one way to attract your perfect partner, but it goes back to being really sure about who you are. Because one thing I said earlier was that with the energy that I'm carrying, which is I feel a, an energy of deep love for myself and that's not an egoic love but a deep compassion for who I am a deep compassion for my mistakes a deep compassion for for my perceived you know stuff ups or whatever that um when you hold yourself in that kind of esteem you you just cannot a person won't enter your sphere that will dishonor that like the energy will misalign so we're, it's all energy and we're, we're running at a certain vibration. And so if you're, if you're really down on yourself, you're angry at yourself and you judge yourself, then guess what you're going to attract in your life? Someone who's going to treat you like that. Yeah, absolutely. All, all going back to the when you are happy with yourself, when you have forgiven yourself, when you love yourself and you've done the work, right? It's not easy. We get to do the work. But when we do the work, that's when we attract. It's that like attracts like. Exactly. And so when we see these situations where a lot of people say, oh, he's a narcissist and he made me feel bad. A narcissist cannot make you feel bad. You felt bad in order to attract the narcissist. We have to take responsibility for where we are and who we're with. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's your 
energy that you're vibrating at and that's who you're attracting. And so if you're in a place where you're attracting people that dishonor you and don't treat you well, that's a big sign that there's more healing to do. You know, don't look outside for that person to be the one that's going to give you love and joy because that's very superficial. Look within to give yourself the love and joy that that you deserve. And then when you get to that place, you'll be vibrating at a different level. You'll be attracting a different person. Yeah, for sure. And then that brings me to that point of when you do love yourself and things aren't working in whatever it is, it's choosing you. It's And it, that's not choosing out and that's not quitting. That's choosing you. And uh, sometimes that's really hard for people. But when you really love yourself and you've, you've done the work and you know what it is that you get to have in your life, then you choose you. Always, always, because our partners reflect who we perceive ourselves to be. And they reflect everything about us. And that's why, you know, we've got to make it okay that when it time it comes to, sometimes it's time to separate. And we've got this huge societal um, construct that it's not okay to separate. That It means you're a failure if you're separated. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you are no longer aligned for whatever reason. And that's okay. We've got to make that okay. Yeah, and I believe that <laughs> this is what this is what came to me one time when I was like, why is this happening to me? My, you know, I was supposed to be married forever. And, you know, what I what I believe now is our paths, our souls were to take different paths. And we learned from it and it was beautiful and amazing for a while. And at some point, our souls said, we're, we're on different paths here. I'm going this way and you're going that way and they don't align anymore. And, and then you get to find that person that you do align with. Yeah, and, and where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be with is, is who you're supposed to be with at that moment. So just trust that everything unfolds exactly the way that it needs to. Can I just say one more thing? You know, I really believe that, you know, who you're with and who you surround yourself with is all part of the soul's plan of you know, your greater purpose unfolding. For example, in my previous relationship, and I was there for 22 years, absolutely loved and adored my ex-husband, but um, it took Christian to help me let go, like surrender, which is what I need to do in my life, to, to be living my soul's purpose at this point. Previously, no. You know, John really helped me get things done, you know, help me, support me in every single way. But Christian lives in a way that is in the surrender mode. And he loves things like giving me surprises. He loves surprises. And I never accepted surprises before because I was a control freak. Um, and so he didn't accept me not accepting surprises. And so I had to let go. You know, right at the very beginning, he'd say, okay, make yourself available next Tuesday. I said, why? <laughs> what, what are we doing? Because you don't have to know. And I'd be like, I have to know. I don't do surprises. And he goes, oh, yes, you do. And that was the beginning of me starting to let go, which is a crucial part of my spiritual evolution, was needing a partner that actually helped me let go, helped me surrender, helped me be in this more flow state that I am now. So I really believe that every partner that we have along our journey is actually perfect 
even the ones that make us feel sad or whatever, it's perfect for that time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, like, I think it's all perfect because I love my boys, right? They're perfect for me. And I can't imagine life without them. Well, I can't imagine life without the one, right? And interesting I say that. Um, and it's all perfect because they, they're they perfect for me. And, and that was the result of, you know, my ex-husband and Kevin and our love. And uh, yeah, we'll have to talk in another episode about how I actually ended up meeting or hanging out with who my partner is now, Chad. And it's because of Josh on the other side in heaven was actually orchestrated it, which is so interesting. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in another episode and how he reached out and was leaving messages for him. And that's how we started to connect. So. I love that. Are you sure you can't share that now? <laughs> it's a long story. We'll get into it in another episode. Let's do that. How we met our soulmates. Yeah. Okay. No worries. So, oh my God, you know, I guess the overall message is that no matter where you are in your life, even if you feel like you're in a relationship that is um, not giving you the greatest joy, it's there's no accident. There's no coincidence that you are there at this moment, that there's something that you're learning, there's something getting reflected back at you. There's something that you need to experience at that time. Let that be okay. And then if it's no longer okay, then it's no longer okay and then it's time to move on but um you know we need for everything to be okay wherever we are whether we're single whether we're in a relationship that's not great whether we're in a relationship that's full of drama you know let it be okay and then make a decision or a choice as to what you want to do with that do you want to stay there or do you want to improve it or do you want to leave what do you want you've got the choice because no matter what we always have the choice we always, always have the choice. You said, you said this earlier, Karen, and I just want to repeat it because it's so important. We think we don't have the choice. We always have the choice. Do we choose to be with this person now? Um, because it might be that when you allow that person to leave your life, which might be the best thing for you, then you create the space for your perfect soulmate to show up in the next perfect moment. But it, and it's about, it's about the best thing for you and for them sometime. You know, I have to say with my ex-husband is when I, when I finally made that choice, for me it was I love you and you get to love yourself and find yourself and be free and be happy. And it's not here in this marriage. And I truly believe that with all my heart and that's how I went into it. It has to be that way, Karen, because if there's two people, and this is this is important actually, because this is something that I held on to previously, whereas oh, I can't hurt him, I can't leave him. But in fact, what actually happens is that you're giving them the opportunity to find their person, their next person when you do that, because it can't be one way. If that person wants to stay in the relationship and you don't, then you're not then you're not giving them everything they deserve because they deserve to be loved completely. Yes, and it's not healthy. So yes, yeah, I agree. So, like we've said, choose you, attract your perfect mate by being open, thinking about what it is, the qualities that you want to get from them, and then also you get to share with them, and trust and surrender. 
trust and surrender. It's all perfect. These soul contracts have already happened way before you reincarnated onto this planet. It's already happened, but you just need to love yourself so much that you're vibrating at that level that you're going to attract the person that is worthy of you. Yes, yes. And until next time, see you later. Big kisses. Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.